Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Florida has passed legislation allowing for teachers to enter the classroom carrying firearms. It's been a very hotly debated issue, uh, not only in the state of Florida, but also across the United States. There are many in the U.S. who are calling for gun control, uh, and that means reducing the numbers of firearms. Meanwhile, in this country, there's been a question recently, I saw the story, about whether Canadian police officers should be disarmed. We better have a national conversation about that. Uh, if it ever gets to the point that it's more than just a discussion point. Alan Gottlieb joins me. He's the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation in the United States. Mr. Gottlieb, thank you very much for taking the time. Could you explain the legislation in Florida how it, and how, how did it get passed? Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate being on your show. You know, Florida had the Parkland school shooting, and, uh, you know, a lot of proposals have been put in place on what to do about it. And after much study, the legislature in Florida decided that they would offer a plan that would allow teachers to be armed uh, on a voluntary basis by the teacher, and a school district would have to opt into the program. If they opted into the program, the state would then uh, pay for the training and the certification of teachers to make sure they were competent with firearms to be able to protect students and themselves in the classroom. And what level of public support exists, not only in Florida, but in the United States, for this type of uh, legislation? Because Florida's, they've, they've enacted the law, but other states have talked about it and are considering it. Well, other school districts around the country have already uh, you know, e- either enacted or had, had the authority to do so and have put, the, put these things in place, uh, not as a statewide basis, but you know, in, in a school district by school district basis. So Florida was able to study what was happening in other places before they implemented this. Uh, public opinion, I think it's pretty divided. You know, in our country, uh, the gun control issue is pretty polarized. Uh, and so you've got, you know, uh, you know, somewhere around, uh, you know, four in ten voters being supportive or opponent, opponent, oppo- opposing it in one form or another. And then the people in the middle, depending on how it's written, go along with it or go against it. Now, there are families of uh, victims of school shootings in Florida and elsewhere who very strongly argue against teachers being in the classroom armed. What is your um, what is your position? How would you explain or define your position on the issue as the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation? Well, what you said there was, is, is true, but there's also uh, families of victims of school shootings that totally support arming teachers and, and having people and personnel in school, either be administrators or teachers, armed to be able to protect themselves. Yes, sir, you're right about that, yeah. So, so my, my feel, personal feeling is, is that we have this problem in the United States uh, where you have these so-called gun-free school zones. The schools are one of the places where, where you have a gun-free school zone. All these shootings tend to, mass shootings in our country tend to happen in, in some kind of gun-free school zone or another. And the problem is it become magnets for these crazy people, and what they really aren't school-free gun, gun zones or, or gun-free zones, what they really are is victim disarmament zones, because everybody knows that nobody's going to be armed to protect themselves. And that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, so my position basically is, is I don't want to demand that teachers be armed, but I think if a teacher wants to be trained and they're licensed to carry and they get certified that they're you know, competent to have, have a firearm in, in a school, I think it makes a lot of sense because they're the first line of defense when, when a crazed person breaks into a school to do harm to children and others. And you know, children are, are some of our most precious resources. I think they have every right to be as, as, as protected by, by an armed guard, so to speak, as you know, banks or jewelry stores do. 
Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's difficult for me to equate a school with uh, with an area where there's going to be shooting and killing, even though we've seen it, even though we've experienced it. It's happened in this country, not to the extent that it has in, in the United States, but it, schools are should be sacrosanct. But, uh, Mr. Gottlieb, I just want to ask you this. Um, there is a, there's a strong push in the United States for gun control, and I'm different. it means different things to different politicians and different things to different people. Uh, what do you see happening in the U.S. as far as gun legislation is concerned? And do you have any concerns, and I'll ask you this as a generic question, um, about the hundred, literally hundreds of millions of firearms that exist and are privately owned in the U.S.? Let me start with your second question first, because you know you're right. There's hundreds of millions of firearms owned by you know about 90 million uh, gun owners in the United States. Right. And, and and if you take really take a look at the amount of guns misused in crime, it's less than a fraction of a one percent. Meaning over 99 percent of guns are never misused in crime whatsoever in the United States. And every year in our country, we have about 800,000 people that use a firearm to protect themselves, their family, and their property from criminal attack. So to get a good public policy answer, you really got to look at both sides of the equation to come down with, with, with a real answer. The gun prohibition lobby in the United States only wants to look at one side of the equation, when a gun is misused, not when a gun is used to save lives. And that's not a good way to get a public policy answer. For your first question on you know what's going to happen with gun c- control legislation in the United States, on a federal level, it's not going to happen. With a divided Congress and a president who veto it, it's not going to happen at all. But in our country, we sort of have what we call red states and blue states, where Democrats control blue states, Republicans control red states. In a, in a handful of blue states, you know, New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Connecticut, California, Washington State is an example, uh, you can, you're seeing lots of laws being passed uh, in, in the area of restricting gun rights. In the red states, you're seeing it go the other way. We're seeing laws getting passed to make it easier to carry a firearm for self-protection uh, with you in various places, easier to use a firearm to defend yourself. Right. Uh, so the laws are going in two different directions. Okay. Mr. Godley, thank you very much uh, for coming on the show. I'll, I'll ask you back. Thank you very much. I much appreciated it. Yeah. Alan Gottlieb is the uh, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When we talk about guns in uh, in the United States, we'll, we'll have him back. He's uh, he's called on for uh, a lot of media issues in, in the U.S. It's just the idea of schools requiring armed teachers is just such a f- uh, foreign. Uh, notion or should be. I remember speaking to a father uh, on the tragic day of Columbine and, and he said, you know, when I say goodbye to my daughter in the morning, send her off to school, I fully expect to see her in the evening. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 